Attention, Story Seeds listeners. Betsy Bird here. Welcome to the Story Seeds podcast, where imagination reigns. On each episode of Story Seeds, we match up a young person between the ages of 6 and 12 and their story idea with a celebrated author. Then we sit back and listen to the magic that unfolds as their brains connect and collaborate to grow that seed of an idea into an original short story right here on the show. There they are Underneath the soil in the sun Where anything can grow it's another day And another seed has just begun To turn into a show When you find the path you didn't know And the story seeds start to grow On story seeds You're in control of your destiny you design where your dreams can grow a little more each time on story seeds it only goes to show if you want to be what you know and a story seed and watch it grow on today's episode we shall take flight to the skies above us for an electrifying adventure with a story seed that comes to us from Jackson Heights, Queens, New York City. My name is Cece Gislason. I am six years old. I'm in the second grade, and I live in New York City. Many of us love to read stories and enter new worlds to get away from boring reality, but, I mean, the fact is that most of our favorite storybook worlds and characters, and even the superheroes, are inspired by real things. For example... The super-strong Marvel superhero The Hulk was actually inspired by a real woman, a mom, who lifted a car to save her child who was stuck underneath it. I mean, how many times have we seen The Hulk do that in movies? Well, our pal Cece here is no different. Her story seed was also inspired by something very real. Her cat, Nola. I based electricity on Nola because... When Electra Kitty's not using her powers, then she looks and does exactly what Nola does and looks like. Nola is a large orange and black tabby cat. She is 14 years old, and she's been with the Gislasons since before Cece was born. She can often be found curled up in Cece's loft bed, whiling away her days in pleasant comfort. Cece and Nola spend a lot of time together after school and on weekends, and well, Cece loves her dearly. Given how important Nola is to this story seed and to Cece, well, we just knew we had to find a fellow cat lover to grow this story for our podcast. My name is Adam Kim, and I'm the author and illustrator of Cat on the Bus and No Kimchi for Me. Now, you might have caught the word cat in one of the titles she listed, but you should know that all of Aram Kim's books feature cats in their perfect glory. <laughs> well, even her latest book, Let's Go to Taekwondo, is about the adventures of the same kitty from No Kimchi for Me trying to smash her way to a yellow belt. Aram used to have a cat when she was younger, but not anymore. 
She now takes those memories she has about a kitty's quirks, like how they lick their paws or curl up for a nap, and she puts all of her feline love in her writing. Aram grew up in South Korea, but she's lived in Queens, which is New York City's largest and most diverse borough, for a long time. She doesn't live very far from Cece. In fact, they're both the neighbors of one of my favorite superheroes, Spider-Man, you know, Peter Parker. I wonder if there's something in that Queen's tap water that gets people thinking about great power and great responsibilities. Since Nola was such a huge inspiration for Electric Kitty's character, and since, like most cats, she wouldn't be too keen to get out of Cece's comfy bed and go outside, the Gislason family invited their newfound neighbor Aram over to meet Nola and Cece and grow the story seed. The crisp Saturday morning of Aram's visit, Cece woke up bright and early. I really feel excited and happy that Aaron Kim is coming over to my house. I'm excited to show her my little sister's new guitar, which has a platypus on it from the song There's a Platypus Controlling Me, and Nola, who I call a Halloween kitty because she's black and orange. And I'm excited to talk about Electric Kitty. And that's exactly what they were going to do. Oh. Hi. Hi, Cece. Cece, <laughs> <Jeez>, come back. <laughs> Nola's up there. That's okay. She Hi, Cece. up there. Yeah, my name is Aram. Hi. Nice to meet you. I'm so excited to talk about your stories here today. Are you? Yeah. Um, also, I used to have a pet spider, but <gasps> Nola, but really? Nola ate it. Nola <laughs> ate the pet spider. Yeah, she also eats cockroaches. Ooh. One time, <laughs> That's good. a cockroach entered our kitchen and she literally whipped its leg off. <laughs> In like two seconds. Oh, oh my God. Hi, Nola. Can I touch it? Sure, she doesn't oh. bite at all. She's you so have gentle. to let her sniff your hand before you pet her, otherwise ah. she bites. Oh, I see. If she hasn't seen you before. Oh, she's so sweet. After Aram got to know Nola a little bit, it was time for them to talk about Electric Kitty. So, Cece, we are going to talk about your story, Sid, which is Electric Kitty. And I can do a sketch of what mm -hmm. I thought Electric Kitty would look like. That sounds wonderful. Can you tell me a little more about what Electric Kitty is or who Electric Kitty is? Electric Kitty, she has much more superpowers than just shooting electric things from her hand. She has electric black. Mm -hmm. Yeah, electric black. Okay. She can actually go into anything electric if there's a problem <gasps> inside there. Wow. Also, she has special fingers that are made of electricity. So if she touches a uh -huh. bad guy, it immediately gets inseized in electricity and gets transmitted to somewhere else. That is very cool. She can also make electric force fields. What is that? So it's like a force field around her, but uh -huh. if anything touches it, uh -huh. it's like, yikes, so hot, and then it gets teleported to another planet. Another planet? That's so far away. I know. Can they come back? 
Nope. <gasps> they are gone forever. Yeah. Wow, Electric Kitty has a really big superpower. Yeah. So, Sissy, when we are talking about the story of Electric Kitty, it's always a good idea to have questions called 5W and 1H. Do you know what they are? Yeah, where, why, who, what, when, and how. I use them in writing in my school. Oh my god, that is excellent. We try to add them into our writing to make it more interesting. Do you know how the Electric Kitty get that superpower? She was born on another planet with no superpower, but then uh-huh. when she crashed, she got her superpower from uh-huh. the crash. So she crashed into Earth, is that right? Yeah. Now, where does she live? She mostly just wanders around the city looking for some trouble, but when it rains and there's no trouble, she Mm -hmm. goes inside to live in her favorite deli, where they always give her chicken. Oh, that sounds so good. Yeah, or salami. She also likes bubble water, that's seltzer. Bubble water, okay, she's very sophisticated, it sounds like. Yeah. So you said she's going around the city looking for troubles, right? Who causes the trouble? So in the first book, it's the deltoid bananas. They're as big as this whole building and as (gasps) wide. They create a huge problem because they're actually robots. They're everywhere because when they eat one banana, they spawn another deltoid (laughs) banana. So if there are a lot of their tweet bananas, like they would just get the city under their control. Yeah. The only thing they were allergic to plastic bags. Cece and Aram also got into the what, why, and when of Electric Kitty's adventures. Like more enemies. Superheroes always have more than one enemy. For Batman, it's the Riddler and the Joker. Spider-Man has the Green Goblin and Mysterio. And, as you know, Electric Kitty has the deltoid bananas. But she also has... The trash monster on Earth likes trash, and he wants <laughs> to cover the whole city with trash. And what about the planets that some superheroes are from? Well, Superman is from Krypton, and for Electric Kitty... The planet is called Zonkloss. And then there's the superhero look. Wonder Woman has her golden armor, Black Panther's got a slick suit, Cece had a vision for Electric Kitty's look, too. So she picked up some crayons and made a drawing for her illustrator friend, Aram Kim. She has blue eyes like me. She has blue eyes. This is her standing up. When she's fighting a bad guy, Uh she goes... But then when she's being regular, she goes meow, 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 meow. Is it a cape? Yeah. That's her logo, E-K. Is that right? Yep. While she's using her powers, she's the color of sparks. But when she's not, she's just plain orange and black. So what are the colors of sparks? Well, the colors of sparks are yellow, Mm -hmm. orange, red. What color of the boots is she wearing? Indigo. I'm drawing the rockets coming from her boots. They help her escape from danger. I'm not that good at staying in the lines or coloring Oh, you don't need to stay in lines. So I think these are great designs, Sissy. 
What do you think? Are you happy with this? Yep. I'm going to have eight books. So, The Trash Monsters Book 2, Deltoid Banana Book 1. You are full of good ideas, so I think it'll be easy. When we come back, we'll hear how Aram grew Cece's story seed. Hi, this is Amrita, Story Seed's child handler. My job is to eat most of the snacks on set and make sure that kids have a good time on the show. I help them feel more welcome at the recordings. I also make sure that they don't do anything crazy, like tackle the author. Are you new to the world of podcasts? Well, a podcast feels like you're sitting around a campfire and listening to stories, old and new, except you can take it with you and listen anytime, anywhere, whether you have s'mores or not. If you're enjoying the Story Seeds podcast and want to listen anytime, anywhere, you can on our website, on our YouTube channel, Story Seeds, and on a podcast listening app connected to your phone, tablet, or smart speaker. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, you will also want to subscribe. It's free and really easy. Here's how. Log on to our website at www.storyseedspodcast.com for a complete list of the podcast listening apps that you can find us on, like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or iHeartRadio. Happy listening! Welcome back to the Story Seeds Podcast. Aram left Cece's apartment with an arsenal of Electric Kitty facts. Seeing how much Cece loved this character, Aram wanted to give her a story that showed Cece all the possibilities for her Electric Kitty saga— and she felt completely prepared to do that. But being an illustrator too, Aram also wanted to finish those sketches Cece did and surprise her with a complete drawing of Electric Kitty, standing tall and ready to jet off from those indigo boots. Hi, Cece. It was so nice meeting you. I had such a great time talking about Electric Kitty and drawing all the monsters together. Our conversations made me think about some real-world issues like climate change, plastics, trash, all those things. But since Trash Monster is already a really well-developed character by you, I think I'm going to bring in another monster to talk about real-world issues. I'm going to go do some research and I will report back. Hi, CC. It's a beautiful Saturday morning, and I'm sitting at the kitchen table getting ready to write the first draft of Electric Kitty Story. Since my last voice memo to you, I've been reading a lot of articles about electricity, what happens when we lose it, how people cope, and also what causes blackouts. We often take advantage of having electricity all the time, but not everyone has it always. Sometimes it's because of the social structure, and sometimes it's because of the environmental changes. I learned a lot by reading, so I'm really glad you motivated me to research on electricity and how we use it. I just had a really good breakfast. I made myself scrambled egg sandwich and hot coffee, and I also had a kiwi. And now I realize that even to enjoy this simple breakfast, electricity was vital. I used the electric kettle to boil water for my coffee and used a toaster that also needed electricity. 
Now I feel nourished, full, motivated, and ready to continue writing about Electric Kitty and how she saved the city. And now, here, for the first time ever making its debut on podcasts everywhere, I present one of the eight books in C.C. Gislason's Electric Kitty series written in collaboration with Aram Kim, Adventures of Electric Kitty, The Blackout. Adventures of Electric Kitty, The Blackout, by Aram Kim. Story said by C.C. Gislason. Grandpa, Sally called out, where has Kiki disappeared to again? Grandpa smiled as he stocked popsicles in the freezer. Cats like to wander around and hunt mice. Maybe if you grab that flashlight of yours and start making some mice shadow puppets, Kiki will come back to chase them. Sally had found Kiki in the alley behind Grandpa's deli when she was a kitten. She had given her some salami, and that was that. Kiki was theirs. As she walked to the storage room to get the flashlight, Sally spotted the delicate's tail coming through the back door. Where have you been, Kiki? she asked. Of course Kiki couldn't explain. She's a cat. Want a shadow puppet mouse? Grandpa laughed. Or some salami? Meow! Grandpa handed Sally a pile of salami. She tore it into small slivers as Kiki curled up in front of her yellow bowl to eat. I really think that you must have a secret life, Sally whispered. Kiki purred in response. Just then, vroom! Bang! A gust of strong wind knocked over the fruit bins outside of the deli. Apples and plums rolled all over the street. Then, two flickers of light overhead and zip. Complete darkness. A blackout, said Grandpa. He opened his emergency drawer and pulled out two old dusty candles, matches, and a transistor radio. When I was your age, we lost power all the time. Now it rarely happens. I haven't sold these candles in years, he remembered. With a snap of a match, he lit two small candles. Then he turned on the radio. It crackled to life. Breaking news! We have a citywide blackout and high wind advisory. New York City Electric and the NYPD are investigating the cause. Traffic lights are out and subways are suspended. The mayor's office advises citizens to stay inside until further notice. They better be quick, Grandpa muttered. What else? The ice cream will melt and the milk will go bad. Kiki, where are you? Sally peered into the dark of the store, trying to find a shadow of Kiki's tail or maybe her whisker. No sign. Don't worry. She will show up. Grandpa hugged Sally. Whoosh! Another strong gust of wind blew. Tree branches cracked and fell. Trash cans rolled. The wind flung open the door of the deli, and the bells that hung at the entrance of the Buddhist temple next door gonged loudly. Out of the dark, Sally saw Kiki straight past Grandpa's feet toward the door. 
Kiki, no! Sally followed her outside. Instead of Kiki, who did she see but Electric Kitty, the neighborhood superhero? Last week, she had been all over the news for successfully defeating the terrifying trash monster and the dirty bananas. Ike! Sally cried. Electric Kitty turned back and smiled. As she flew up into the dark sky, her indigo boots shot flames and her red cape with her initials EK blew in the wind. She shot her famous electric beams out of her paws and began to reignite the streetlights. But before long, a gigantic, low-hanging clouded figure appeared in the sky with another violent gust of wind. The smoky blob was barely visible, except for its three piercing yellow eyes. What is that? whispered Sally in fright. E.K., we meet again, the menacing cloud rumbled. Borobor, stop causing trouble, you don't belong here, shouted E.K. She shot a sharp blue electric beam directly at its core. Borobor shuddered slightly, but his presence still loomed large. He wasn't going to back down so easily. After covering the entire state of California in darkness and rampaging fires, this wind monster was intent on doing the same in New York City. Nice try, little kitty cat. Do you want to play? Borobor shook his body, stirring up a tornado of fruit from the deadly sidewalk beans. He aimed and shot directly at Electric Kitty. Ouch! E.K. dropped down from the sky, attacked by hundreds of flying apples and plums and bananas. Borbo laughed as he picked up some strength. He's growing bigger, shouted Sally. The darker things stay, the bigger Borbo will get groaned E.K., quickly licking her right wrist, which revealed a banana-shaped injury. Everyone, quick! We can't waste any time! E.K. shouted to the neighbors who were watching from their windows. I have to get the lights back on to destroy Borbor. But before that, unplug your electronic devices. We need to be safe and make sure a short circuit doesn't erupt in fire. One by one, out came plugs from their sockets, televisions, cell phone chargers, even Grandpa's refrigerator with all the ice cream. E.K., you are not going to stop me. Borbor created a huge whirlpool of wind, picking up everything that was on the street. Garbage bags, broken tree branches, even bicycles. He had a mission. To make the world's brightest city go dark for eternity. Don't worry, I've got this, roared E.K. With a big round gesture, she created a sizzling hot electric force field with her arms that collided against Borbo's vicious whirlpool. Nothing could break through E.K.'s barrier of light, which separated Borbo from the city below. Wow, Sally gasped. Then, she had an idea for how she could help. She ran back inside to the daily storage room and came back with her familiar flashlight in hand. Borbor, you can't take our light away from us, 
Sally shone her beaming flashlight right into the glowing monster's eyes. Ouch, little girl, that's not so nice, screamed Borbor. Momentarily blinded, he began to lose control of his windy whirlpool. All of a sudden, a beam of light shone from a nearby window. Another light, then another. Neighbors had dug up their old flashlights too and were pointing them at Borbor. Grandpa brought out his two candles to the street and others flashed their cell phone screens at the sky. It wasn't so dark anymore. All the little lights had made the street bright. Ike released her arms and with more force than ever directed her paws and their powerful electric beams at Borobor. With her eyes, she blasted signals to switch back on electric ports throughout the city. No! Borobor moaned with pain. As the street became brighter and brighter, Borobor got smaller and smaller. When he had shrunk down to the size of a teddy bear, Ike shot a final beam to teleport him to outer space. Snap! The instant Borobor was gone, all the New York City lights, traffic signals, TVs, and computers came back on. Blink, blink, blink! Subway started moving and elevators became unstuck. Sally and her neighbors cheered, clapped, and danced in relief. But the street outside of the deli was a wreck. Smashed bananas and rolling apples and plums everywhere. Friends and neighbors streamed out of their apartments and began to clean up the mess. Wait, where's Electric Kitty? Sally looked around, but her eyes couldn't catch a glimpse of the superhero cat. All she saw was their deli cat Kiki sitting in front of her yellow salami bowl. Meow! Kiki purred as she licked a banana-shaped bump on the front of her right paw. Next time on Adventures of Electric Kitty, the return of the trash monster. He is bigger and stronger than ever. Will E.K. defeat him and save the city again? Stay tuned! Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. Hi, Cece. Electric Kitty Story is done. I really hope you will like the new version of Electric Kitty and the monster she fights with. And I want you to continue writing and drawing Electric Kitty's adventure with trash monsters, deltoid bananas, and all the other characters you already created. Have fun! Hi, Alam. I love this story. And I love Electric Kitty's secret identity, Kiki. My favorite parts were when she eats salami. It made me laugh a lot. In the next book of Adventures of Electric Kitty, I would have the teddy bear-sized Borbor try to build a rocket ship to come back to Earth. But he can't. He keeps getting caught in by electric devices, like, really hard. Thank you for growing my story seed, Cece. Now, it's your turn, dear listeners. What other adventures does Electric Kitty go on? 
The Story Seeds podcast wants to know, inside that noggin of yours, that cranium, that gray matter, is the rest of this story ready to spark? Email us at storyseeds at literarysafari.com and tell us your ideas. We may feature you in an upcoming episode. And remember that electric kitty drawing I mentioned Aram was working on? Well, it's signed, sealed, and delivered. Log on to our website, www.storyseedspodcast.com, to see Aram's illustration of our fierce hero in action, Boots A-Blazin'. While you're there, don't forget to join our listeners' kids club, the Story Seed Society, to receive special snail mail and the chance to win really cool prizes. Story Seeds is a literary safari production. This episode was produced by Anjali Sakrani. Sound mixing design and score by Anya Jeshik and Matt Boynton of Ultraviolet Audio. Theme music composed and performed by Andrew Van Weingarten. Our executive producer is Sandhya Dankani. Our associate producer is Kayla Fedison. Field audio recording is by James Boo. And I am your host, Betsy Bird. Tune back in next week to hear my interview with Aram Kim. And the week after that, we're back with a brand new story seed that will grow into a modern New York City fairy tale. Until we meet again, keep growing that imagination. On Story Seeds, you're in control of your destiny. Adventures you design, where your dreams can grow a little more each time. On Story Seeds.